You're listening to the Love is Black podcast. Where the host of fly. The love is dope. And the conversation's always 100. Hi, you're back. You're listening to your favorite podcast. I'm Harvey. And I'm Carice. And this is Love is Black. This special week continues. This season has been great. It's been love and then love and, and then people. love and then black people in love. And then black people in love in large black families. Large black Haitian families. Large black Haitian families. But not today. Not today. Today we go family, but we go non-Haitian, but still from the islands. Right? Sort of. What do you mean, sort of? Island of New Jersey? The, uh, New Jersey's not an island. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but they're like from other, whatever. <laughs> you introduce them. You know them. Hi, I'm Samia. And, and who I'm are Justin you? Here. Justin, Justin, Justin. We've got my family here today. Oh, Yay! it was Legan time before, but this time we went jokes. Yay! Yay! Woo-hoo! Okay. Super excited to not talk to a Haitian this week. Ooh. Yes. I'm with you. Ooh. Oh! <laughs> no offense. No offense. No no yeah. No. No hate at all. It's just you know that's, diversity. That, yeah. That it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important to note that, you know, this is a diverse story now, again, because um, I think our first love story was diverse. Right. We had Haitian and Indian. Mm. And then our next one was Black and Black. And Mm. now we're going diverse again. Yes. I like that. Exactly. We spread love has no color, except on this podcast, because, you know, love is Black here. Exactly. Right. So we're going to stick with that. But here, we're just moving a little bit over to the right in terms of love. Exactly. So we have my brother, Justin, and his girlfriend, Samia. I I don't like calling you his girlfriend because she's just been It's like I'm um, his, like, fiance. A yeah, little exactly. Bit. You're family, it's, so we Yeah, I get that. that. Yeah. I get that. It's been yeah. a minute. Mm-hmm. Titles are meaningless. Yeah. You're we, don't, you're we, don't, we don't really feel in titles, right? We're, we're like 10 years relationship. That's it. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. I like that. And on that note, let's hear about this 10-year relationship. How did you guys meet? Do you want me to say? Okay. So uh, we actually met in high school. I went to an all-girl high school, and his cousin went to an all-man high school. And we were really good friends. And then Facebook, um, not on Facebook, MySpace. MySpace was all the rage in our high school years. Ooh. So his, I was really close friends with his cousin, Tyler. And he's like, oh, you should be my cousin, Justin. And you guys should be friends on Facebook. And I added Justin on my, oh, I'm sorry, MySpace. It's MySpace. I added Justin on my MySpace. And he was like, you and I are best friends now. Like literally the moment I added him, he's like, you're my best friend. I've never met him in person. He went to Sayreville High School. I went to school in Clark. Nothing connected us, but he insisted he was my best friend. And he kept writing on my wall and added me to his top eight, whatever that meant back in MySpace days. And we became actually really good friends. And then even through like, through the end of high school, at the beginning of college, he would text me like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. Nothing like creepy or weird. But we were really good friends. And then 
I don't know what happened. It just kind of evolved. What do you think would happen? How did we start dating? I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it kind of then evolved into, into just dating at, in the college life because we were both in college at the time. But I think what, what is an interesting thing. You guys go to the same college? No. It's no, a different college. I went to American University in Washington, D.C. He went to Hofstra University in New York. Well, Three years my senior. Ooh. Wow. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, a little bit gray in the hairs. <laughs> but one, one thing I will point out, though, is when we first physically met, I think this is an interesting story as well. So when we first physically met, me and Tyler, who Tyler, who knew her, obviously, um, went to her school, the all-girls school, and she was doing plays for High School Musical. So I don't know if you guys remember High School Musical. That was all the rage back in the day, right? We cannot Circa forget High School 2010. Musical. Our children yeah. are literally obsessed with it now. They yep. sing the songs now. Wow. Okay. It's, it's, it's still a thing now, it's for real? It's still a thing. It's still a thing, like Zac Efron, who there's is a like show. 30 years old. It's yeah. still a thing. No, there's a show. It's called High School Musical, the musical, the show. And, <laughs> and they did a musical on the yeah. musical? Yes. Okay. Believe that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly feel like we can make a whole podcast about that, but <laughs> I, I'll go back to, so she did the high school musical, the first one, like at a live play. When it was play. still relevant. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a live play. So me and Tyler would drive up, especially because I just got my car, the Chevy Malibu. I'm loving it, right? So I'm driving Tyler everywhere, right? Driving to her school in Clark, and we go there, and you know, we just sit in just India tennis and just watching the play itself, right? So she's one of the extra people. I don't know. What I'm not even an. I'm not an actual actor. Like I'm on the chorus, oh. and there was a person. So me and Tyler. Okay, so let's give more context. Yeah. Tyler and I were dating, right? Justin's cousin and I were dating. I wanted to hook up Justin. Now we're best friends via MySpace with my friend from high school who's a year young, older than me, Veronica. And Tyler and Justin come to our play where we're both, Veronica and I are playing together to come see our play. Guess how many times they come see our play? It's a, ma it's a Friday night, a Saturday night, and a Sunday matinee. How many three times did they both come to see us? Did they come all three times? All three times. Wow. One, right? I mean, hey, we're in high school. We're thirsty, man, right? And two, <laughs> I have my car. So to me, I'm flashing. I'm, fly. I'm like, yo, like I'm driving up there. It's awesome, right? So every single day, we're going to make it, right? But that means we're watching the same dang play every single day. But we got to make it feel like, oh, this is the first time we're seeing it, right? We got to meet after the show comes and oh man, like you did a great job, right? Like we didn't see this before. Pause, they had to pay for all three plays. Wow. Like $10 a pop. $10. Which in high school is a lot. Yeah. That's baller status. You had to, I mean, you know, <laughs> that's gas. at that time, yeah, that's, that's like you could fill up your gas tank or you could go see this play. And he's like, but he's like, now I'm gonna do nah, both. I'm gonna see I had to do both. Yeah, you guys. understand. Yeah, <laughs> it was rough, man. It was rough, especially not having a job, but <laughs> I think at the time it felt it felt very worth it, right? Because at the it time did. it was like this is the biggest, which is is so crazy. Now I don't think about it, but it was like the biggest thing of the weekend. Like, hey, we're gonna go every day. We're gonna meet them. We brought them flowers. Like, so I brought flowers for Veronica, the other girl. Tyler brought flowers for me. Yeah, but you know Aww. we're we're gentlemen, right? We go they we were the gentlemen. most gentlemen, even though. Okay, no, let's continue. Okay, yeah. that was the end, right? So that's how we met. <laughs> 
Mm. Right. Okay. So, so that's essentially the meeting itself. So first time we actually met, but after that, obviously we're still talking, right? So even Tyler and her, they're no longer Me and together. Tyler stopped talking and but me and Justin continued to continue be friends. For years of For years. years, like through MySpace, through texting, like we actually, uh, yeah, that, so, okay, so listen, the first time we met was actually at this play, but our friendship like grew from there. Like we just started texting each other. He would text me in college, like, hey, hope you're doing well. Have you have a good day? Like random things that I thought was like, oh yeah, whatever. My random friend Justin's texting me, whatever. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm doing my college thing. I don't know why he's texting me, but it's nice. No, but it really felt nice. I'm like, oh, he's just like a good friend who does, he's not a creep, you know? Like I think Chris, you can understand like yeah. men are mostly creepy to have a person who's constantly there and tell you like hey you're doing great I hope you're doing well like just constantly check in that's what Justin was for me like constantly checking in on me in college in a non-creepy way right was playing uh, the long game the long game right I didn't see it that way (laughs) (laughs) I should have I should have seen it that way (laughs) what a nice guy right so I think what's also very important to add to add context to this right this is back in the day, so we're in, in high school time frame, right? So Sami's parents were a little bit controlling, you know, if they listen to the podcast, they yeah. They were a little bit controlling, right? Um, so she only had maybe a two hour window to be online, right? So, oh, she's only day? online from like, yeah. No, listen, like, like I am, right? So I had parental controls and some messaging on AOL, if you all remember AOL and AIM. I only had a two, minute, a two hour window that I could be online at a certain time, right? I could split it up in like 30 minute windows, whatever. Oh, wow. But whatever time it was on, that was it. Right. Wow. I could IM whoever I wanted to in that time window and that was it. Right, which is- For a day, three hours a day, like prison. The, yeah, it, it's quite the guardrails for any person specifically, but to then build a relationship, even like a friendship with somebody when they only have a limited amount of time. And especially because like, you don't know when you're gonna be online, when they're online, right? Like, exactly. You go on name, they may not be on name, and you're like, oh, I ain't talking to her today, right? So to, I think it is a, a, a little fascinating piece of this that we were somehow able to like build a friendship and then ultimately a relationship off of two hours, three hour windows, even if at max every day for, for however many years, right? So Justin's handle was X, I am, I'm sweating your mom's X. Yeah, I remember that, like, that was terrible. Yeah, that was a horrible handle, but Justin good. was always online, but I wasn't, right? So I hit him up every time I saw I was, on, when I was online, I was like, I'm gonna hit up Justin. If he's online, he'll hit me up. And we always did that. Like, that's how I let him know, like, hey, this is when I'm on. If you're on, like, hit me back up. For this two hour window. For this two hour window. <laughs> that's it. No pressure. Just be on right now. If you're not on, we're done. But he had, what was it? T Mobile. Yeah. The T Mobile sidekick. So he could always see when I was on, and that's when we would talk. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's kind of the. It, it's the interesting backstory to it, but that's when we first physically met. It was at the plays doing the, the you know, and it's crazy because she's not even like an actress or someone who does At plays. all, I just did things because it was good on my resume. Like I was, everything I did in high school was to get to college. And Mom. then like, hey, I did all these things. I, I literally did the high school play every year, even though it was horrible. I did not have a singing voice. I was not a good actress. I was always on the choir and 
but I put it on my resume, like, hey, I did the choir every four years. I'm dedicated. Get me into college, please. Right. <laughs> but, but to me, it felt like she must be so into liberal arts. Like, like I, my context is just like, really? yeah, she had to be an actress. She had to be doing these things, right? Like, I don't know, right? I had no idea. So it's interesting to see how that, how all that played out. That's how we met. And that is not how our lives have transpired, right? Like, it's interesting. All right, so take us to the next step. So you've got this distance relationship, friendship that you're building. When does it turn into something more? So, uh, uh, you know, well, I, so I think what happened was, right, like we're both in college now, both different colleges. All right, I guess, yeah, you're in college as well. And we're both in bad relationships, right? So I had this girl named Stacy. She was ooh, not good, whatever, dragging me down. Yeah. I didn't see it at the time, but like, over time, you're starting to be like, man, this person is just not compatible with me. She was also in a similar relationship where yeah. it just wasn't working. So I was with like a person named Mike who was not to be mean, but like below where I wanted to be, like in my standards in life. Like I wanted someone who was ambitious, like wanted to learn more, better themselves. And it's so funny because I remember breaking up with him and feeling like, dude, you can't even read a book. Like he wow. called me a book. No, listen, 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 listen. He called me a book vampire because I was getting over a very depressive stage in my college career and realizing like, oh, I love to read. I'm so excited about reading again. And he was like, you're like a book vampire, like judging me. Like wow. all you do is read. And I'm like, <laughs> yikes, this is not where I want to be. All you do is read. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve you educate yourself. <laughs> wanted to learn oh and then Justin was there like to support me like listen you're getting back into your like your groove and what you want to do that's awesome and I needed that supportive time at the time yeah it's course. crazy yeah. because I feel like we both needed that supportive time right because at the time I never really thought oh I'm going to date Samia it was always just kind of like venting about oh man this relationship I'm currently in it's rough right and here's why it's rough and she had the same thing so over time it just kind of right, became a, okay, we both broke up with our significant others at the, at that time, we're both single, but we still didn't just, hey, cling to each other, we're just, hey, best friends, we're, to each other, yeah, great, like, let's change. get through this horrible time together without necessarily dating each other, right, so what changed was I became a rapper, and that's what got nice. me to go, nice. no, 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 wait, so, now you gotta drop, let's, let's clear it up, he posted this amazing picture on Facebook with, like, a really defined jawline and like <laughs> you just got out of facial <laughs> hair, facial hair, which I honestly like. If Justin, like Justin knows me, I hate facial hair or any kind of body hair, or I hated it at the time. But he had this like really clean cut, like goatee. So goatee yeah, it was, it nice. was like shaping his jawline. He looked so confident. I was like, ooh, I gotta get in on that before the next girl dies. <laughs> <laughs> So I hit him up. I was like, oh, hey, how's it going? Okay. You Wait, but how does this tie into the rapping? No, but this is not a rapper. It, it's not because of a rapper. When we first, no, before we, we actually dated. Fine. Okay. So <laughs> I felt like I saw Justin in like a whole new light that women were not ready to see yet, but I needed to grab onto. He didn't see it yet, right? He was like, oh, I don't, he didn't realize how hot he was yet. Untapped potential. Untapped potential. But I caught it early, like hella early. 
so okay what did you think happened so yeah so then right fast forward so okay this is us just texting from i'm in new york hofstra and she's in dc right so obviously it's just long day we're just texting each other and talking but what really like escalated the whole situation was when we go back to jersey where we're both from i was in the midst of making a rap album and this I was a summer break. Yes. Yeah, so I was on a precipice of dropping my first mixtape, right? So that's I made a studio. That's what's up. That's yeah. a man that reads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Shameless plug right now, Jay Gatsby, you know what it is. So, <laughs> what, so what happened was I'm in a studio with Tim Marine, right? And we're, you know, we're killing it. We're trying to make the final productions because this is back in the day when we, you're making CDs. So we're literally just printing out the, the, the mixtapes that we have and making CDs from it, right? So the day of, I had an album release party. So Carice, as my sister, you may not have known of this, but our parents have left uh, left Sarahville for something. I didn't went to Barbados. They went they to Barbados. Right? Yeah, the house was empty. House is empty. I take advantage because I'm a, you know, I'm just. Ah, He's just, just a, a teen, a teenage, a uh, college age kid. Right. Yeah. So I see the opportunity to okay. I had this empty house. It's a nice house. We live in the suburbs. Our parents are doing okay, right? Why not throw a party for all my <laughs> suburban white friends, right? Album release party at that. Nice album release party. So I we make a bunch of CDs. So it's a whole. It's a it's a lot of prep. I don't it's know a if vibe. You, not sure if you've ever had an album release party or been to one, but it's a lot of prep that happens. Never right? been to one, and have certainly never been invited to one. <laughs> Thanks for that. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. I I don't think I would have invited you out of fear that you may have snitched. I'm sorry, but if <laughs> wow. tables turned, I would invite you any day. In future <laughs> release parties, we will invite you. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> I think it was just self-conscious of what the parents would think, right? So, um, you know, so prepping the house, getting all that ready, right? So I go over, Samia comes down to Sarahville because I invite her to a party, as I invite a lot of people, but I specifically invite Samia and say, hey, I'm having this album release party, you wanna come through, right? She's down, especially because she saw the go-to picture. I'm like, all right, I'm lit, right? <laughs> so we, I take her on the special tour behind the scenes. She's the only one who's gotten to see this. I get, I get to the house early. So this is before the party starts. I get a preview. This is another point that we didn't make, right? So I can't just go to Justin's party. I'm still under heavily like parental rules. So I can only sit to the party for like a two or three hour window. So wow. Justin has to make the most of that two or three hour window before the party even starts. Wait, so you had two to three hours to do just about anything, it seems like. <laughs> like it's either you're on the internet or you're doing something in real life. That's really what it is, three but hours. Like, wow. my window ended between like, nine and 11 right but you have to be home by 11 okay. but the party okay. starts at 11 mm. so i'm like justin if i read your party i'll come but i'll come at 9 to 11 mm -hmm. where <laughs> no one's here and the, and the way i saw it was oh, there's no matter what there's always a time limit right in order to get samia's time there's a time limit right which may have been a great thing for me to see as a person i'm like yo in order to get this person i gotta captivate her in three hours two hours whatever it is right there's something to that. But, yeah. Um, so she comes to the house for the pre-prep for the house. So we, you know, change up the rooms or whatever. I, I think I, you know, change your room, Carice, into something different, whatever, right? Like I get it set up for the party, right? And Sami comes over and then I decide to take her on a special tour. I take her to Tambourine's house where we're printing the CDs live, right? So I'm like, hey, maybe she, 
you know, it'd be cool if she gets to see this side of it, right? This is the first time I, I this is my first mixtape. So it's the first time I've released music to people. So I show it to her and she, you know, wasn't, I loved it. Yeah, she wasn't appalled, right? So I was like, oh, she wasn't great, appalled. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. He's I'm like, standard. oh, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Kids doing kid things. Awesome. <laughs> So I bring it to my best friend, Tambourine, at the time. He's a producer. Cool. Like, we're vibing out in the music. It's awesome. It's a good time, right? So we print out the CDs. We're already hyped up. And at that point, I can start to feel, I start to feel the gravitational pull, right? Like, I start to feel like, okay, this person who I've been friends with for forever is starting to look at me differently. Either one, because I'm a rapper and I showed her this music that's actually pretty okay, maybe, or... It's because she, like us actually physically being together after this time of us breaking up our relationships, maybe that now means something. It's so weird. I literally can think of three things and I'm sorry, it's gonna sound so strange here. The first was definitely that Facebook or yeah, it was Facebook at the time, right? Justin got me into Facebook. I was not into Facebook. He was like, hey, you should get into Facebook. This is a cool platform while I was in college. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you're a weirdo. <laughs> And then he gets into Facebook. I look at his picture and he looks really good. And I'm like, wow, I can see Justin in a different light. Like not just a friend zone person, but someone I can actually see myself with. Then that day that he took me to his house, I, this is so weird. He was wearing basketball shorts and flip-flops with like basketball, I don't know, like socks on. And I thought it was the hottest thing. Maybe that was a hot thing back then. I was like, Let's oh, he's so athletic. Sock. That's literally what I thought. He's so athletic. He's wearing oh his God. Socks, like, a, like, like you didn't know anything about him. <laughs> yeah. So, so for the people on the podcast who obviously can't see me, right? Um, I'm not athletic at all. <laughs> a little bit, but like the least athletic person you know. But he right? wore bad, but he looked good. He looked thinner than I'd seen him. Yeah. And he had the shaped, like, it went around his chin, you know, like, what, like his goatee, right, area. And he was wearing, like, athletic attire, which was, in my opinion, at, at, when I was in school, it was, like, the basketball shorts, the socks, and the flip-flops. That, to me, screamed athletic. <laughs> and I got him. I'm like, ooh, untapped potential. I can get him. <laughs> That's what I thought at the time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. This is cute. So after, so you get the tour. So then what happens? How does that night continue? What, what right. So we get the tour of the house, right? And so this is where it's for my side of it too. It's kind of like my first time being single. So my whole life, I feel like I've been in a relationship. So I was in a relationship for extended couple of years and a horrible relationship. So I just got out of it, right? Like a month out. So for me, especially making rap music, I was so excited to just be able to develop myself and figure out what I was in life, right? So for this party, it was a big piece of it, which is inviting every friend I knew from Hofstra, Long Island, all of my Jersey people as well to, to the house in, in Jersey, right? And Samia being a part, a big piece of that because she was there for the pre-party, but I knew I only had an X amount of hours with her because she's explicitly said, look, I can't make it to the actual party because my three hour time limit ends then. So I got to go home, whatever it is. Right. So I'm like, okay, she's not going to make the actual party. So I just have to make it as hype as possible until the actual party. So unfortunately 
at some point before the party started, you had to leave. I had right? to leave. Yeah, I left my friend there who was really into the party, and she hooked up with one of Justin's friends. Actually, like she was, <gasps> yeah, Andrew. <laughs> so she, like, she stayed. She's like, "Hey, I'm good. You can go home. <laughs> like, I'm gonna stay here, but it has out of time limit. I had to go home." But you know what? Like during whatever that time period was, that was sold. That was like, I need to make Justin mine. And I felt like if I didn't, I would lose him to someone else because I had that vision, right? Like I knew what his potential was. I knew who he was. That women or whatever woman he was dating was like missing out on. I'm like, you are an idiot, right? You're not, you're missing out on this. And I'm a very proactive person. I'm not like the type of girl who's like, I'm going to wait for you to ask me out. I don't do that. So literally, I think this, I literally it think this, this it was June 20, July 21st was this party. July 22nd, I was like, I'm going to ask you out and we're going to date because I'm not waiting for you to get snatched up with someone else. I oh, asked him out. Yeah. So from, from my perspective, I was shocked because one, right, like we just had the party the day before. I know we had a good time. It was awesome. Right. But I, I wasn't expecting the day after that she would ask me out. Right. And because she asked me out, I was immediately... I'm like, yo, this is a person, one I know her as a friend, like all this stuff that I'm like, yo, we built up years of like talking that I'm like, she's significantly better than the person I was dating before. I'm like, I'm snapping up on that, right? Immediately, right? And it's just, it's crazy to me because, right? Like I, I didn't really foresee that happening and especially as quick because I've only was single for like a month, right? <laughs> so uh, to me, I'm thinking, all right, man, this is, Justin just gonna do Justin, right? I'm just gonna have this rap album. I started to get like actually good like praise from it from the people who came to the party, whatever. So it was crazy that I was like, immediately she just asked like, oh, the next day, let's go out. And I'm like, all right, let's do it, right? And we haven't looked back since. Exactly, really, we haven't looked back then. since. And it's, it's crazy to me because, right? Like I just have never really experienced that. Like, oh, that single life, I'm going to try to see who is the best person for me, whatever. No, 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 it just, Somebody shut it all down and then just <laughs> snatched me up. I'm like, I was like, right. yo, I see what I know what's coming. Like, I am not letting this opportunity pass. I really saw it that way. Like, and it was so strange because at the time I felt like, man, I would love for someone to ask me out because I've, I've always been the person to be like the initiator because I see what I want and I go for it. Right. I don't wait for things to happen. Nice. So when I saw Justin be available and I saw him like as the perfect, as the person that I wanted to be with, I'm like, I am not letting this opportunity pass me. I don't care if it's not traditional, whatever. I'm going to ask you out and you're going to be mine. Oh, nice. I love this. Oh my God, Justin, let me get sidebar. How good did this feel, bro? Oh, that, oh my God. Oh, it's not coming. You know what it felt like? It felt like Man, I finally, this is like probably one of the greatest times of my life, right? Because I finally put out my first rap album, right? Finally got good praise for it. Had the biggest party. Man, that party was crazy. I wish you were there. I wasn't there for it. it was crazy. So for all that to happen, and then for, especially coming off of a horrific relationship, which I know a lot of people can relate to, like having a bad relationship, a lot of times I like, I had blinders on. I didn't really see it until kind of after the fact and then now looking back I'm like oh my god I can't believe it. I was even that person in that relationship so to have that experience and then jump to where okay now I finally have all my friends back because my old relationship stifled a lot of my friends so I was able to get all my friends back on my side all my friends to have this epic party release my first album which is my musical dream then to have the girl of my dreams ask me out the next day it, it just felt like euphoria right 
Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, this is nice. Oh, (laughs) romance just blooms. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, man. Okay, so that was a summer break, right? So everybody has to go back to their respective. Oh, good, 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 good transition here. (laughs) (laughs) So so I feel like Sami has always been the person. I've always been the more dedicated. I'm going to whatever it takes. We're going to make this work kind of person in the relationship. Sami is the, how much can we bend this relationship and to see where this goes, right? So the whole summer, right, we're flawless, right? It's, it's everything I've ever dreamed, right? That summer was awesome. And we're starting to get into August and getting closer to where she's got to go back to school now, right? In, in DC. And I have to go back to Hofstra. But to me, that's not a barrier, right? Like we've already been through, we've been friends through that long distance relationship. So that doesn't change anything to me. But she was very explicit every moment she could. I don't know if this is going to work out, Justin. This may not work out. Like, throwing little feelers out there, like, don't be surprised if this doesn't work out. <laughs> so, so I understand. I feel bad about that, actually, because I was just very uncertain, right? I don't want to commit to anything long term. There was a person in back in school who I was into that I'm like, they weren't into me necessarily, but I wasn't sure if that was going to go anywhere. And I didn't want to tie myself down to like marriage. Marriage is really like the biggest piece for me. Like I can't be tied down. I can love you today. I might not love you tomorrow type of person. At least that's who I was back then. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But at least that's who I was back then where it's like, okay, this might be a summer romance. I don't know. Right. I don't know who I am. I'm still like, I was 22, like, let's, not even. No, even less. Oh my yeah, God, I was like, like 18, 19. <laughs> Who am yeah. I to like tie myself to this True. man but forever? We would be in the movie, th- I like, we'll never forget that. We'd be in a movie theater watching a movie back in the day before COVID and that, that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in the movie theater and she'd be like, yeah, this might not work out. Out of nowhere. So to me, and she's always planted the seed like, yo, there's a good chance. Let's be fair. Let's be fair. We started dating July 22nd. I had to be back in school September 1st. Like, it's not that much time before I'm like, is this going to make it through our relationship? Like, I'm going to go back to school. There's people at school that I'm into, like, that I haven't explored yet. No, I feel you bad, but I feel young. I just felt like a trim, though. You were like, I want this. I know what I want. I'm going to claim it. And then no, you're no, like, no, no, no. I want this now. I, I need you to know. But you know, this is the dynamic of being really good friends with the person you're dating, right? I felt like I could be honest with him. Like, I wow. still want you in my life. I don't want you to go away. I don't think this dynamic of who we are now might last, but I want you in my life. Okay. 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 Okay, mm. so you took him out of the friend zone, but then we're trying to tuck him back in. That's what I heard. Easily. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that is my success story in a sense where I'm like, man, like for, for a guy, and I know a lot of guys who maybe listen to this podcast may think this because it's like, damn, for a while, for years, I didn't think I was going to get out the friend zone. Didn't matter. I was like, whatever, right? Fine. I dated a different person. She dated a different person. Didn't work out. Realized the horrors of the different person. And then... I come to the point where I know how to evolve myself, right? Like to where I feel as confident in in myself as possible, right? Put a rap album out, I'm doing well in school, have all my friends back because that horrible relationship's over. So like to be at the peak like that, it's kind of like, okay, I know my worth again, right? So that's where it, it feels great. And then to have 
saw me like, oh, boom, I, I want you. Bam, I'm out the friend zone. I'm out there forever, right? So when she starts bringing little moments of like, ah, uh, well, I don't know, maybe I can put you back in the friend zone. I'm like, oh, hell no, right? Like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to stay out of the friend zone. And that's where, like, in the beginning of a relationship, we had that little kind of like, um, I would just define it like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, we're still going to be together because at this point, I just hit my dreams, right? I just got my dream job. You're not going to fire me after a month of knowing me. <laughs> like, there's no way, right? So that, but she always kept the the persona of like, hey, this can change. And I think that was a very prevalent in the beginning of a relationship. In the beginning of the relationship a lot, actually, which is interesting to look back on because I was like, it was hard enough to, for him to get out of the friend zone, yeah, right? For me struggle. to be like, yo, we're good. And then like, I guess like my crush in college was like throwing hints at me. And I was like, ooh, maybe I can let Justin go and get into my college thing. But what's interesting was like, you know, September came around, October came around and I couldn't imagine Justin out of my life. Like this is the person that like, it felt weird because I'm like, every time I'm, I'm always like hesitant, like, oh, is this the right choice? Is this the right choice? But it sticks. Like, I didn't want anyone around me other than him, you know? Like, someone I trusted, my trusted advisor was Justin at the time. Oh. It, it probably also helped that that guy didn't give her much attention when she went back to school. Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> let's, let's clarify. That was part of it, but also, like, that guy was, like, into white girls and, like, he like we I, I started to quickly realize this is not who I'm meant to be with right like I started to see maybe it's selfish in my perspective but I just started to see so much value in Justin like this is a person who's been in my life since high school I don't think you guys would understand but he would text me when we were not anything like we were not friends we were not anything he'd be like hey I hope you're okay hey I think you're beautiful I hope you're doing fine in a non-creepy like just, I hope you're doing well way that always stuck with me. And when I saw him doing well, I'm like, I want that in my life because who, who thinks about other people that way? What person, not man, not woman, what person thinks of other people that way? And why wouldn't you want them in your life? This that is way. the epitome of the relationship that started with the really good friendship. Mm -hmm. yeah those are the best ones I mean sometimes people just get together but when you know somebody so well for so long there's so much value in that person then you're willing to put some time in a potential relationship so yeah that's exactly what this was this is beautiful I mean I, you know if I were the type to cry I might you know I might oh. shed a tear but I'm like I want to cry sure <laughs> <laughs> <Shoot>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So take us to the next step. Um, maybe somebody's out of college now at this point. Right. You. Okay. So yeah, I got out of college first because I'm the oldie. Um, you know, so like I, what, what I vividly remember at the beginning of a relationship was my 21st birthday, like my senior year. So my senior year, her sophomore year was the pinnacle of like the beginning of our relationship was beginning of her sophomore year, beginning of my senior year. Fine. I go, I graduate. And it's the normal struggles, right, of a long-term relationship or uh, long-distance relationship. So because I'm in New York and she's in D.C., it's just a matter of I mean, how are we going to physically see each other? And it became 
where, okay, if I didn't have any projects or anything for my fraternity, whatever that weekend, I'm driving down to DC for it, right? Or she would then come up on the, the Bolt bus, come up to, to school, to my school, in order to, to hang out with me, right? And, and then take the Mineola train. The Mineola wow. train is the worst part from New York Penn Station to Mineola. I hated that ride. It's a long, it's like an hour and a half LIRR train ride to go to Hofstra. It I did it sucked. one time and I swore never again. Like Yeah, that was me every other weekend. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> I think one there is like one memory really sticks out as to like to show like yo how much we were in love in the beginning of our relationship. It's it's because I was she came up to Hofstra one day in to New York and she had to go back on on a Sunday night or whatever, right? And we only had spent maybe a day and a half with each other, right? And she was just like, man, I don't want to go back. Like, I have to go back so early. And it would have saved us maybe like four, four hours. hours of hanging out together physically if I would have just drove her back to D.C. So to explain, right, I could have taken the 2 a.m. Bolt bus back to D.C. Or Justin could drive me at 6 a.m. back to D.C. So I drove her at 6 a.m. back to from New York to D.C. That's a four-hour drive so we could spend an extra wow. eight hours together. And then Kay turned and came back, son. And so, he hated that. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, it's like an eight-hour, nine-hour day Doesn't for me. Doesn't sound enjoyable, honestly. Oh, yeah. It was in, in retrospect, I'm like, I can't believe it. That's the most I've ever driven in my life, right? Because I hate driving to that, that length, but I'm like, Especially because of his knees. Carice, you can relate to this. Like, knees in your family, like, it's not well. Wow. Like, he can't bend his knees that I long. I've never talked about my knees on this podcast, <laughs> but yes, I do have terrible knees. <laughs> that's fair, you know. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, knees for it. like a 10 hour drive? That's a lie. Yeah, it, it is wasn't. A lie. Uh, like I don't want to yeah undersell what what I did back there but it was like just the fact of having a couple more hours with her was worth having an eight hour or nine hour horrific by himself yeah and four hours of it by myself just kind of all right well I know she's there let me just drive back right so I think that was kind of like one of the big principles like I'm like wow like I think this may actually evolve to something bigger because I like didn't even think about it at the time until I was in the drive, right? So I'm like, man, that that's really something serious, right? So then fast forward, we then, I graduate first, so she's still in school. So then I moved back with my, uh, with my parents, right? And for that, then she just would come over every, every it once It would just be me, then I'm the one commuting, right? I'm, take, I'm the one taking the four hour bus drive and then taking the four hour bus drive home. Every, every other weekend, we did it really frequently because it was hard to not be together like that often. So it would be at least every weekend, if not every other weekend of going back and forth. Yeah, and it, it was just that commitment, right? And I mean, I think to me, that's what really cemented the differences between like my earlier relationships versus this was that the willingness on both sides to go above and beyond, right? Because I'm like, yeah. okay, the fact that I'm willing to do something, I to this day, I've never driven that much in my life, right? And I, I don't think I ever will, maybe for her, but I don't think I ever will, right? So the willingness of me to do something that was horrific for me, and then the willingness for her to keep driving up to me to Jersey, it was unseen. It was unheard of for me at the time, right? So I'm for like, just like less than 48 hours a weekend, right? Because right. I had to go back to school on Sundays. 
he'd have to be back at work. Like, it's a really big commitment. It, it was huge. Yeah. And I think with long distance relationships, it's the only thing that kind of kept the relationship going. Yeah. Right? So if we didn't do those things, especially because, you know, she, I, I'm worried, right? Because she's now at American with that guy who she was thinking about before. So I'm like, to me, I don't know, right? I have to see her every week, every other weekend, at least, right? To just remind her like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, right? And from my perspective, it was like, okay, you have your new life. Like you're an adult now. I'm still in school. Yeah, my one guy that I'm messing around with, maybe, not really. Then nothing ever happened there. It was like an imagination situation but a guy I was relatively interested in but not any guy who was showing me any attention I don't know what's going on in Justin's life he's actually at work like with real people having real relationships and honestly for me the hardest part was that his work was very demanding even when we were long distance I couldn't talk to Justin every night when I wanted to he was highly stressed so that stress kept the like, crept on into our relationship and I was like like, where are we going? Like, you're just really stressed. You don't have time for me. I'm in school. I'm far away from you. It was, it was really rough, actually, not yeah. looking back on it. No, it definitely, well, it was definitely. probably was a combination of things, too, because after college, Justin, you did go back and do another year at another university to do your right. master's. And, and then working at the same time. Yeah. And I took my CPA at the same time. So it was kind of like, all of my for, to, trying to go during go trying to go down my professional career was so time consuming that I actually really didn't have much time for anyone else. So I would end up just going making trips just out of obligations to go to DC to see Samia, but I'd bring my CPA studying books, right? Like I'd I'd have to study for a long duration of our weekend of only 48 hours together. I'm studying for most of it, right? But we're together, we get to sleep together, whatever, fine, that's we awesome. We call but... that okay, but I was actually was pledging it. at the time, and it was my last semester, oh, or like goodness. last year of school, I was in a sorority, so I couldn't spend time with Justin in the dorm room when he was studying for his exam. It's so funny that you mentioned that, because one of my, I one of the classes I took for my last semester was like an art class, like, um, I forget what it was called, like a digital, like media class. And I, one of them was like Justin studying in my dorm room. Like it was a picture of Justin studying in my dorm room because that's all we had. Like, it was just like, okay, Justin's in my dorm room studying. I need to add this to my project for school. Then I'm going to go to pledge and leave Justin in my dorm by himself. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, definitely tough times, especially as like growing it professionally in our careers, especially like both of us, well, me early in my professional career. And me her, finishing up college, exactly. right? Like finishing I need to finish college. strong. Like my sword needs to be good. My college my college degree needs to be good. Yeah, you didn't do all those plays for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Facts. Facts. It was tough. I don't even know how we made it. Yeah, I, I Looking I really, back, I'm like, wow, how did that happen? Is yeah, like, yeah is. What, what actually kept you guys going through that? Right. And I think a lot of it was just the intrinsic sense of like, this person understands me so well, right? Yeah. And especially because we built that friendship beforehand and then to dating. And it was such a long, like, I feel like I've really like earned this relationship, right? Like fought really hard, got this relationship where we're pretty good. And it's like, okay, 
however, whatever much I can control of how well this relationship does, I'm going to try to control, whether it's driving down to DC, whether it's, okay, I need to study, but I'm going to just study in DC instead, right? Change my environment just to be with her for even if it's a couple hours. So I think because we both made sacrifices to that extent on each other's side, and we both recognized that they were sacrifices. Like I, I saw her sacrificing, hanging out with her pledge sisters or doing other extracurriculars to just yeah. to stay with me. And she saw me just waking up and studying, right? So like, I or think- even leaving work events, leaving friend events to just come to DC and do whatever. Or like, even when I was in New York, he would miss New York events to just hang out with me and pick me up from the bus station. Like, yeah, like it I- was just, yeah, constant sacrifice for sure. Yeah, I think that definitely kind of cemented that this is meaningful, right? Like this is worth fighting for versus exactly. other relationships that we've both been in where I'm like, yeah, there were many times where I was gonna do that, but the other person wasn't gonna do that. So I was like, okay, <laughs> is this okay? Like, is this how life goes? But like, you realize I'm like, oh crap, like someone else is just as dedicated in this as I am. Like that changes everything, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was kind of like the, after school of graduating that was that's what bridge the gap where it's like yo we're both gonna do whatever it takes to keep this relationship going for sure nice all right so you get out of college you've graduated finally it was hard we actually okay so i graduated from college secondly right after he does he's already like now in the workforce one to two years we both move in together and we're children we don't know what the hell we're doing like it's thank you Harv so (laughs) so it's hard because I'm like expecting to have this person fully dedicated to me and Justin's still early in his career at PwC where it's like he needs to hustle he needs to like make it work and at the time I didn't see it that way my job was boring it was my first job out of college I was like okay doing whatever but I felt like I needed more support from Justin. He just wasn't there because he couldn't be. Like he, he was like, hey, I sacrificed my first couple of years to come see you in DC. Now you're here. Like I need to work. I need to hustle, right? I feel yeah, like that's how you no, felt. No, a thousand percent. So it was kind of like, right, in busy seasons for like accounting side, right? Being in a big four, it's, it's rough, right? So I'd get home like midnight, 11 p.m. And like, I'm used to, going to my parents' house and my parents, our parents are just sleeping, right? So I'm just going in, just grabbing something to eat, chilling for a couple hours, and then I'm passing out to the next night. So it's totally different mindset when I come home to someone else who's been waiting for like, she's been out since five, six o'clock. Not even, I was out at 3 p.m. And my first job out of college, I started at 7.30 in the morning. I was out at 3.30. And then from 3.30 to 11.30, I'm not doing anything. I'm waiting for Justin to come home and like be there. And he wouldn't get home till 11.30. And obviously he wants his own time, but I'm expecting my time. Yeah. And we just didn't handle that well at all. Yeah. So I think that was probably one of the tougher pieces where it's kind of like, okay, well, how do I juggle? Because to me at that, especially early in 20s, like career was my number one priority where I'm like, okay. I'm black man in America. I finally got a job in this industry. Like I just need to do whatever it takes to keep going up this path. And you know, then, but there are still responsibilities to someone who is right. You're living with and right. Maybe you don't have a kid or anything, but it's still kind of like, okay, like she's having dinner alone. A lot of days she's having this, like setting up the day alone. And then by the time I get home, we chill for maybe an hour and then she goes to sleep. Right. So it's, it's not as meaningful the time period and over time i think it builds resentment right because 
either I'm not understanding what she's going through for her day because I'm spending most of it at work and she's not understanding like me coming home and I'm like man I just need like complete non-stress when I get home I just need to just chill so right so there was like no time for us to address any issues in the house like hey rents do or like even minutia like oh we have rats in the house like whatever because Justin <laughs> dealing with wow. his <laughs> that's like a big issue. I feel yeah, like, but Justin, you know, dealing I can with interrupt your lunch break and call you and be like, "There's Put rats the in the house." Seats down. You said there's rats. <laughs> like, but can you imagine, like, <laughs> but you can relate. Where it's like you're dealing with the house stuff and you're waiting for your partner to get home and like share that with, and the partner's not available, and you're like, "Okay, well, I'm alone in this now." And I'm like, "I didn't sign up for this. I'm only like." 23 at the time i'm not trying to be someone's household maid i'm trying to live a part like a, a partnership together but he's not available for it so it was very stressful where i felt like i'm waiting for justin to get home at night where sometimes it was 11 12 o'clock at night to talk about the petty issues over the day and justin is so stressed from his life that he's like i don't have time to talk about this like deal with it and i have to deal with my own stuff now so that built a lot of resentment for us in the beginning. And it was really, really challenging for sure. Wow. So being friends, I think, again, kind of brings back, if this is somebody that you maybe just kind of met and just got together with, maybe you're not willing to stick it out and stay in. But this is yeah. somebody you yeah. Met. So you have like a baseline. I know this person from beginning. You were there from kind of the start high school, college, the progression, you've seen him grow. Because I'm hearing you talk about it, and it's interesting that when you saw him and you decided you wanted him, you liked him because he had drive. Untapped potential. The untapped potential. And yeah, that no one saw. Right, and then the potential is now tapped. And now all of that is leading to the life that he's living. So all that potential that you saw, now it's coming to fruition. So, I mean, did, were you at a point where you're like, wow, he's actually becoming the guy that I want but do I want the guy that I want because it was challenging. That's really interesting. At the time I saw it as like, I need to be the supportive person who encourages this person to be their full person. Right. Like my job was going to be my job, no matter what, like I was going to grow where I was going to grow regardless. But I felt like without my support, Justin couldn't reach his full potential. Right. If I put all the right problems of the day to day to life on Justin, then you couldn't grow. I could grow regardless. So I felt like I had to take that on. Like, okay, when Justin comes home, I should try not to burden him with these issues. I should take those on myself. And that was tough because I, unfortunately it did build resentment on him because I'm like, yeah, I'm voluntarily taking on these extra burdens or extra like responsibilities. But at the end of the day, I'm too young to take them on myself. Yeah, I think that's the key. It's kind of like being that young, it was kind of like, you're not really in entirely sure of what you should be or shouldn't be doing. And, and for a lot of it, I felt bad working this late, right? Like I would, at some point, she'd be like, hey, when are you coming home at like 9pm, and I'm still working and getting stressed from my boss. But I'm like, man, like I should be home, right? And I start to feel that because I'm like, okay, I should not be thinking about my career XYZ. So I think while you're trying to it's really like crazy when you're trying to figure out your own lives in the early 20s, especially working so hard and trying to figure out what are the values you have, but then also feeling so like burdened by, man, I should be doing something else or I should be living this sort of life. It, it was a tough dynamic. And especially because we had different schedules, she wasn't working as working until 3 p.m. So she had more time to really just sit there and think about 
yo, Justin's not home, right? That that was, I think, one of the that was the challenges, the most challenging thing where it started to feel like, oh, my job's not that important because it ends earlier. It starts earlier, it ends earlier. I don't need that much like attention to it. Justin's job seems to be consuming his entire life, right? It felt that way at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, now I have to take on these extra responsibilities where I'm like, I have to take care of the house. I cook dinner. I made sure that he was taken care of when he got home. And I'm like, who's taking care of me? Who's waiting for me when I get home? Right. Right. That's what got tough yeah sure. and as a as a young couple that's it, it's insane right because it's kind of like now i look at back at it and i'm like i would never expect any of those things from you i i didn't really think i expected it back then but it's like you know being so young we don't really understand how things should be or how they should evolve or how like each other's career should go so it's, it's just kind of a you you kind of just feel bad in a situation and i think the only thing that saved us was because we were friends right because we had this deep intrinsic friend like value for years at that time, maybe it's been like four or five years since we've been friends that no matter what, it always felt worth going through whatever stresses. So yeah, there'd be times I'd come home at like 12, 11 o'clock and she'd be upset with me. We're yelling at each other. And I'm kind of like, man, like, is this really my life? And I'm about to go back to work in five hours, right? Is this really my life? But what made it always worth it was because I knew, okay, we're still, we're really great friends. I understand her as a, as a human being because we had that friendship that always made the relationship worth fighting for. And I don't, I think if we weren't friends or we didn't develop that level of time beforehand, there's a good chance I would have just wanted to be single because that, that was my intrinsic value. At the oh, time. for like, sure. I'm not waiting for someone to come home and have dinner with and cook dinner for. Like, I am not that person. I am a strong Latina woman. Like, I am not waiting for a man to cook dinner for. Like, that. I honestly, like, if, if anyone could say, my, like, write my life, that is the least thing I would want. I am not waiting for a man to cook dinner for. Like that's not <laughs> happening. But I feel so bad because I'm like, this is my partner, right? I felt like he was a true partner. And I felt, I, I, I honestly empathize so hard with what he was going through. Like he's building his career. I happen to have extra time right now. It sucks. I don't want it to be this way, but I can provide for him. One day he'll provide for me. Well, we were just that way. Yeah, awesome. I like this. That's awesome. So many lessons in that. And mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot that, you know, just listeners can take away from even in their own relationships. We've done a lot. Well, this is our third episode. And one thing that's apparent in all of these discussions is none of these relationships are smooth. They're rocky. Mm-hmm. There's ups and downs and every relationship has different sacrifices that you have to make. But what makes the relationship so great is that you guys stick through it. You make through it, you survive it. And then it makes you guys even stronger because I'm sure you guys, you can look back at it. I don't know the last time you actually had to sit there and kind of contemplate what you've been through. But I imagine you're sitting here and you're like, wow, we went through some real ish a few years yeah. ago. And I would imagine to kind of maybe wrap this up, are you, where do you see yourselves now? If you could describe your current relationship, how are you? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it's definitely evolved, right? In, in an insane way, because the way I look, and it's kind of the way I look at life and the way I look at the relationship now, it's, right, like work is still very, very prevalent in both of our lives, right? And it's it's especially more so during quarantine and you're working all the time and we're with each other working, but it's become where I 
almost like I no longer value work as much as I value the relationship side or like the human being side of, of life. And I think it took me towards my later 20s, maybe early 30s to really register that. But I'm like, you know what, like at the end of the day, like my career is kind of my career, right? As long as I don't completely destroy it, I built it up enough that I, I can sustain myself. So it felt like after that, like a lot of my work on a day-to-day -day basis has to be into putting into the relationship because there are just intrinsic things of just, right? Like uh, waking up in the morning, her making me feel like I can do this day, right? Even if it's the hardest day I'm about to jump into work, she makes me feel like I'll make your coffee for you. Have a good morning. And I'm like, wow, I can actually do the day, right? So to me, at some point, it started to shift where the relationship was more valuable than work or whatever other things came out of it. Then I'm like, you know, yo, even if we're like homeless outside of Penn Station, we can kind of make this work, right? Like you start to have that feeling. And I think it, it changes your whole spectrum of, of life in general, because then I'm starting to now, whatever extra money I have, I'm saving towards our future, right? And, and extra things that are like, I'm like, okay, well, we can go out like I'm bringing, I mean, we always kind of have this relationship, but I bring her to every event I get invited to, right? My college friends have fraternity party. She doesn't know anyone there. Yo, I'm bringing Samia there. We're going to do X, Y, Z, like, and I've just introduced her to all my friends. So I kind of just built it to where the relationship kind of became the biggest piece of my life. Everyone, or at least around me, friends and everyone at least knew that, except Samia, thankfully, right? And that's, I guess, why we're some friends. But except Asamia, like in, into the normal crew of Pete guys, and I know Harvey, you you understand it. Like it, it's tough sometimes to get into the intrinsic group, and like they, it's weird because now my friends can no longer see me as a single entity. They see me as Justin and Samia, right? So it's like, oh, we're gonna invite Justin to something. It, it inherently means I'm inviting Samia, and it's gonna be a dope ass time, right? So yeah. I think <laughs> that's where it it evolved into a place where I wasn't sure it was gonna get to. I didn't know it would, but where, yeah, my job's very important, but it is kind of become obviously the second, third most important thing to me. And that that's kind of where it's evolved, at least for me. Yeah, no, for sure. For me, it's different. I don't have friends, really. My family is everything to me. So bringing Justin to my Columbia trips and have my whole family honestly ask about Justin before they ask about me every time. Like, when are you bringing Justin? Why is Justin coming back? And I'm like, do you know that I'm the person who brought him here? Like, I'm the, I'm the family member, right? No, but it's amazing. Like, even um, this past Christmas, it was awkward, right? With the whole COVID situation, we're doing, you know, remote things. We had, a um, like, a global holiday party. And everyone was so excited to just to see Justin. No one cared about me. They were like, oh my God, Justin, do the dance, do the thing, do the, I love, I know my family loves me, but to see Justin be such a part of like, like he's just a crucial part of our family now where it's like, no one asks about me without asking about Justin first, right? Like probably not show up to things. It sounds like if Justin's not gonna be there, it seems that way. Honestly, where it's like if you're not gonna bring Justin, don't show up. <laughs> it does feel that way. I honest, and sometimes I feel a little hard. Like, oh, really? That's how it is. But it really is how it is. <laughs> it's so sad, but it really is how it is. But I'm happy about that because I'm like. I think about my past relationship before Justin, I'm like, no one knows his, their names. No one knows who they are. And it's so interesting. Like last time Justin and I went to Columbia was like, I don't know, but like a year ago? Yeah, about a year ago. We went for Christmas in Columbia. And one of my, like my aunt, who was like really my mom, my second mom, she raised me my whole time in Columbia. She was like, 
you can't let him go, okay? Like, she looked at me in the eyes last time we were going, you can't let him go. He is so conscious of everything and, like, what's happening. He will never let you down. And you can't let go of that. She said that to me, and I'm like, And mind yikes, you, I can't I'm even, stuck. I can't speak Spanish. <laughs> so, like, I've never had a meaningful conversation. Like, no, like, this is all through all translation. Just... <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. They love him through translation. They just love that he's, like, into everything. He's down for anything. My, I think like my my dad, my my to my uncle and my three cousins took him on this random ass trip in Colombia through like the mountains, and they took his passport. And they're like, "Sorry, we need his passport." And Justin's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go." They didn't speak. My dad was the only person who spoke English on that car with like five other people, and they're taking him into the middle of the jungle to nowhere, and Justin doesn't know what's going on. I'm not there. It's just him and my dad and my my uncle and my three cousins and they all speak Spanish except for him. Wow. And it, he was we were fine. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what it is. And I'm like, who else could have bring some? Like, who else could have bring home like that? You know? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is awesome. That is fantastic. I yeah. think there's so much that came out of this story and okay. a lot of parallels with other stories that we've been hearing. I think um, the first story that we had really focused on the core and then the second story really again focused on the core. And this story, I think again, focuses on the core where the core is, you know, you too. It's Justin and Samia and everything else is just something outside, whether it be family, friends, you guys focus on each other and that's really the key. The basis yeah. for a good relationship. When you start with the couple, start with the romance, start with the core, start with you two and then everything else is secondary. As long as you take care of yourself, everything else will work out. You guys are, this is just a beautiful story. I love it. I think this is great. Oh, so you guys, I honestly, you know, to be fair, like I, not to take away from the conversation, but we felt a little disconnected, I think, and I feel like through this conversation, we've like realized, oh, this is who we are. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, Sometimes sure. you just got to talk about it. Just hearing it just bubbles up memories, and you're like, wow, we went through that, and we went through yeah. that, and we dealt with yeah. this, and we're still uh, here. Yeah. yeah. You deserve each other, you, and you value each other, you appreciate each other. That's a good love story. Yes. That's, and I, we know you're going to last. We don't have to put titles on anything, but <laughs> you're here forever. Yes, but I would still love a title or at least an event to go to. Just don't, saying. Don't oh, put yeah. any titles on the event. <laughs> no, we going to Post-COVID, so. we'll, we'll try to get an event for you guys. And, and <laughs> okay, Because <laughs> I missed the album release party. Wasn't Yo, invited. That's oh, so you that's missed that crazy. You didn't yeah, even have, have your sister in there. We should recreate it. I would love that because to be honest, I also missed out on it because that's a go oh. home early. That's true. That's, that's true. true. All the important people were mm -hmm. not there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, guys, thank you for taking some time and thank telling so us about the journey from friendship to love. Yes. We learned a lot. We absolutely. Thank you for having us. I think we've definitely come to the conclusion that Love is evolving. Mm. Love is many things. But this good love is Black. Thanks for listening to the Love is Black podcast. 
Please help support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a review. And connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Love is Black Podcast. See you next week.